Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development, and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. I'm on a mission to help you reclaim your freedom and create your ideal business lifestyle. As the number one authority on proven profitable processes, I help you get your business under control, grow yourself and your team so that your business works for you and your team, giving you more money, more time and less stress. And if you'd like to know more, I invite you to visit ShirleyDalton.com. In my role as radio and TV show host, I bring you additional experts to help you improve your business and your life. And today is a very special day, but also a very sad day for me, because today is the final uh, episode of Reclaim Your Freedom. And so I wanted to share a little bit with you about all of the different guests that we've had on over the past two years. You know, we've been talking about reclaiming your freedom in terms of living your best life and creating your ideal business lifestyle. And so when we look at business and then we look at our personal individual selves, we've been talking to people about marketing, HR, sales, systems, negotiation, peak performance, numbers and finances, becoming the best you that's possible. Uh, We've even talked about a little bit of woo-woo stuff. We've talked about lifestyle. We've talked about business growth. We've talked about business in general, leadership, energy, growing wealth, property investing, networking, again, money and wealth, bullies in the boardroom, resilience, media secrets, networking, you name it. We've just about talked to somebody, an expert in their field about a particular topic. And my mission has always been to help you either grow personally or within your business. And so for me, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful time getting to interview the guests uh, from all around the world. And so, you know, I thought that today we'll just share a little bit of that with you so that, um, you know, we... We can just sort of look back over the last couple of years and what I might share too is is how I actually came to be interviewing the guests, how I know them. So you get a little bit of behind the scenes, a little bit of background information. And I thought I might share my five steps to business freedom with you. You know, each week I've been bringing you the experts and, uh, you know, I might have a little bit of uh, a comment when they might make uh, a point in the interview, but I haven't really shared all that much about the people process and possibilities, some of the work that I've been doing with people, some of the work recently that I've been doing helping companies to market themselves using video and creating those irresistible marketing messages. So I'll share a little bit of that with you as well. So we started off in January 2016, you know, it's a couple of years ago now, and we started off with Irene Scott. And for Irene, it was the first time that she'd been interviewed, so she was quite nervous. And I knew Irene from a mastermind ladies um, organisation that I was part of, 
And I knew that she knew what she was talking about. You know, she had a really good handle on marketing and lead generation. In fact, she'd written a book and that was um, how to quadruple the leads in your business. And so Irene shared with us the formula. Now, it was really interesting for me because as I was learning to get into my own rhythm of doing the interviews with people, I found with the guests, which was really interesting because you know I'm right into psychology, I have a degree in psychology and in education, really interesting finding about what the guests needed from me in order to show up powerfully on their interview. And Irene was really instrumental in helping me to get some systems in place. I created an information booklet for guests. I gave them all of the information about connecting with myself and with Voice America. I gave them points for showing up powerfully and for being able to talk in what we call sound bites. And I really, I, it was about a seven page document and it gave everybody all the information about how to promote it, what to do, gave them pictures, etc. And then it was, what was interesting was that some of my guests really loved that. And in fact, some of our other co-hosts on the Voice America channel actually took what I had done and then they uh, customised that to suit themselves and their guests. And then there would be other guests that that was just way too much. And they said, if I have to read all of that, I don't want to do it. It was just too much information. Just tell me what I have to do and how I have to show up. And I found that really interesting. And so that then helped again with my systems because one of the things I would do then is ask the guest prior to our interview how they liked to get their information and how much information they needed. And in fact, some I would create questions in advance and we'd have a little bit of an agenda. And other people didn't want to do that. They would rather just talk and talk from, uh, shoot from the hip, as one lady said. I'd rather just shoot from the hip. Do I have to have questions? <laughs> and so that was really interesting for me, just behind the scenes. And that's like a little secret now that you're in on that, uh, of course, well, you know that not everybody is the same, but just from the, the background point of view. Our next guest was Steve Rogers, and I'd met Steve at a mastermind group with John Asaraf when we were working with him over in America in San Diego a couple of years beforehand and had always kept in contact with Steve. And this was one of the things that was really interesting for me is that a lot of my guests came from my network or from the network of the people that I knew. And so that was really interesting. I'd kept in contact with Steve. And then, of course, when I had the radio opportunity and I knew he knew what he was talking about, then we were able to connect and I was able to invite him to come on the show. And a similar thing happened for my third guest, Sandra Bravo. Sandra was running the Amazing Ladies Leadership Retreat, uh, which was actually where I'd met Irene. And I'd been away on a couple of retreats with Sandra and Sandra just has this most amazing infectious energy. She's about five foot nothing or she's a little bit over five foot, but not very tall. And she's just this little ball of energy. She is from Mexico originally. And so that's how the name Amazing came about, which was really fun because she couldn't say the word amazing. And so it would always come out as amazing. And so, you know, tongue in cheek, everybody uh, tormented her and teased her about that. So it became Amazing Ladies Leadership Retreats. But the S then stands for Simple Success System. And 
I learned a lot about the law of attraction and keeping my energy high from Sandra. And then in our interview, Sandra shared with us about the importance of vetting your employees and gave us a couple of tips on how to actually do that. And if you have a listen to that, you know, it, it, it's, there's a lot of gold in that interview there with Sandra. She um, was a very successful manager and co-owner of some travel agencies in Australia. And so her real passion was actually inspiring and getting the team to perform and helping to grow and develop people. And so, of course, and it was a natural progression for her to lead on to her retreats these days, especially for women. And also she's been a uh, co-presenter for T. Harv Eker and a lot of his programs travelling around the world. So when I look back at these guests and I think, wow, you know, the, the people that we've had on our show and where they come from and the calibre of the information, it, I don't know about you, but it actually just blows my mind away. Because our next guest was Natalie Ledwell. And of course, Natalie and um, Glenn Ledwell were the founders and uh, another chap, Ryan, of Mind Movies. And Mind Movies is like a vision board on steroids. It's a digital vision board. And of course, Natalie has created another program called the Ultimate Success Masterclass Program, of which I'm an accredited coach. And so for that, gosh, I had to do 60-odd hours of coaching and document that with my clients going through the 12-week program. And then I had an exam to do at the end. And look, I'm no slouch with exams. I've been through university. That didn't really phase me. But I can tell you this one did. I had three hours. The exam came to me on the email. And so uh, I would log in and say, okay, I'm starting the exam now. And then bang, I had three hours. And I can tell you at the end, I was like, the last couple of questions, I was hammering it out. And I can type, you know, that I was a trained typist when I was younger. In fact, I hated my parents. They sent me off to typing school. But gee, it came in handy and you know, they were in the days when we had the old typewriter where you would um, hit the keyboards and then you would have to do the return for the carriage. Well, not like the computers today. But anyway, in this exam, I was going and I think you know, I got all but about two questions done. So it was a very intense process to be able to become a coach, but it was absolutely well worth it. And using some of the principles that Natalie teaches us, about the law of attraction and about how to create the life that we want. And of course, coming back to our theme for the show, which was reclaim your freedom, creating your ideal business lifestyle. And so again, there were lots of tips there on what you could do and what you could implement immediately. And that's been one of the really important things for me as I've been inviting guests onto the show for you is it's been really critical for me that they give you some content and that they give you some takeaway that you can go and implement straight away. You know, I want, I want, yes, we want to promote the guests as well and to have you hook up with them. But the main thing for me is content. You know, that's one of my things is all about personal development and education. And, you know, you know, my, of course, my mission in life is to inspire, to educate and to support you to be, do, have and feel whatever it is that you want. And so if I'm going to be true to my word then, on this particular episode, our final episode, then I want to share a little bit of content with you. 
And one of the things that I really keep coming back to whenever I have a little challenge is I come back to what I call beliefs, behaviour and results. And what that means is that I often will draw a diagram and um, our beliefs determine our behaviour, which determines our results, which in other words is like a self-fulfilling prophecy and it says, see, I told you I was right. And so if you think about this, I'll give you an example. It's, it uses religion, but it's not really about religion. It's just an example. So imagine that you have a Catholic who goes to church on Sunday and they uh, use their rosary beads and they go to confession and they read the Bible. Or you might have a Muslim who reads the Quran and prays to Allah uh, and they experience Ramadan and they have their special, special rituals. And then we might have a seven-day Adventist who finishes work at sundown on a Friday and then has their holy day on a Saturday. Who's right? I'll just give you a second. Now, you might be thinking, well, they're all right, or you might be thinking one particular religion, a religion is right and the other aren't. But here's the point. We don't really know. They could be all right. One of them could be right, two of them could be right, or they could be all wrong. We don't really know. And so that's the first thing to take, that first point here, is that a belief is not equal to fact. A belief is not equal to fact. Because if we knew which one was right and which one was wrong, then we would all follow that religion. So belief is not equal to fact. Then the second thing is, where do we get our beliefs from? And our beliefs come from three places. They come from our family and friends as we're growing up. We will hear and see our family or our parents say things. Uh, you'll hear, you know, often money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. And so these are beliefs that we start to take on. So we get them from our family and friends. And then we also get them from society. Living in Australia, we have what we call the tall poppy syndrome, which means that you don't want to stand out. You don't want to be telling people how good you are because in our culture, people will chop, your, chop you down at the knees, not literally, but figuratively, and they will you know, bring you back down to size so that you can't stand out. Whereas when we were traveling around America, I noticed the exact opposite. You know, people want you to be telling them how good you are. And, you know, it's, an, it's a must. You, you really need to be aspirational. So we get it from society and we get our beliefs from our family and friends. And we also get our beliefs from our experience. So when something goes right and we might have had uh, a win, for example, at a sporting event, it might have been our grand final and we had a particular coloured pair of underpants on and we might have the belief then that every time I wear this coloured underpants, I'm going to win or I'm going to have confidence. Uh, and in fact, I know a lady who's into feng shui and she actually wrote a book about that. And, uh, and she does believe that. And uh, just as an aside, if you want some self-belief, then wear purple underpants. <laughs> and I'll give you a little secret. I have done that on occasion too, just that little mental pep up. So we get it from experience. So just recapping on that, we're talking about beliefs and how they impact on our behaviour and how our behaviour determines our result, which reinforces our belief. And particularly, we want to be talking about limiting beliefs because they're the things that are holding us back. 
And so you might find that you've picked up a limiting belief from either your society that you live in, from your family and friends, or from experience. And so what will happen is that when you have that belief, you will behave in accordance with it. So for example, you might have a belief that you're not lucky. Or you might have a belief, if you're a female, that you only attract, in inverted commas, losers. You know, the, the, the guys that don't treat you very well, um, they're, they're not into you, they're not supportive, etc. And that might be a limiting belief. And it could be because of your uh, family upbringing or it could be because of your experience. What will happen, though, is on an unconscious level, you'll actually behave in a way that will attract in that type of person which will then reinforce that belief and say, see, I told you. And so here's a question for you. Is it easy or hard to change a belief? Now, it's a bit of a trick question because the answer to that is actually a belief. If you believe that it's easy to change a belief, it will be. And if you believe it's hard to change a belief, it will be. You know the old cliche, if you think you can, you can, and if you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> so I'm going to give you two little tips here to be able to change a belief really easily. So if you become aware of your limiting belief, something that is holding you back, then because we know that a belief is not equal to fact, that it's not necessarily true, then all you need to do is to ask yourself a question and say, or tell yourself a statement, but that may not be true. So I always attract losers. I can never find any good men. There's no good men out there. Uh, but that may not be true. And so then you can start to behave in a different way that will in attract in the type of person that you want to attract. The other way that you can change a belief is to ask yourself a question. What would I need to believe in order to make it okay to, and then fill in the blank. So in this case, what would I need to believe in order to make it okay to attract a really nice, supportive, caring, fun-loving partner? Well, what would I need to believe? I'd need to believe that I was deserving of it. I'd need to believe that they were out there. I'd need to believe that it was possible. So your brain then starts to go looking for those answers. I'll give you an example. A mentor of mine one time was saying that she went to a capital city. We live in a regional area. And she felt intimidated whenever she walked into the room. She felt like the women were looking her up and down and making a judgment. And it made her feel really uncomfortable. So she asked herself, what would I need to believe in order to make it okay to feel confident when I walk into the room? And the answer that she came up with was they're looking at her clothing and going, oh, wow, nice shoes. I wonder what they'd look like on me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really like that jacket. Yeah. I wonder if that color would suit me. And so she just changed the way that she was thinking about it and the questions that she was asking in order to be able to have that belief work for her, not against her. So that's something that I want you to think about, belief, behaviour, results. Next time you become aware that you've just made a statement that is actually just a limiting belief, then you can either challenge it by saying, but that may not be true, or you can ask yourself, what would you need to believe in order to make it okay too, and whatever that is.
And I'll just give you one last example on that is I don't particularly like wearing makeup. And in fact, I didn't start wearing makeup until I was about 40 years of age. What would I need to believe in order to make it okay for me to wear makeup? And that is that I'm putting my best face forward for you and I'm actually thinking about you. And so that would help me to do it rather than my old limiting belief of, oh, I don't want to wear makeup and who cares about makeup, etc. So that's one little tip, you know, on how we can actually change our limiting beliefs and come up with a belief that will actually work for us. So I'm just going to give you a couple of um, moments to actually think about that and to really process that. I'm going to take a short break and then when I come back, we'll start diving in and having a look at some of the other guests that we've had over the past two years. Stay with me and we'll be right back. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand or your business? Just Todd says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Business lifestyle. Thanks for your company while we've been recording and interviewing people for Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm excited to invite you to come and still join with me every week at businesslife.tv. That's www.businesslife.tv. Very same, very similar concept to what we've been doing with Reclaim Your Freedom still helping business owners, leaders, managers and entrepreneurs to create their ideal business lifestyle. So come and see us on the TV on RHG Media and Voice America TV on the Business Channel. I look forward to your company every week, every Tuesday, US Pacific Time. There's a new episode, a new guest and something to help you to continue to create your ideal business lifestyle and that's businesslife.com. TV. I look forward to your company. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Hello and welcome back. So did you have a little think about the limiting beliefs that you may have and how they might be showing up for you and what you can do about it? Now you've got two strategies. You can challenge that, that that may not be true. Or you can ask yourself the question, what would I need to do in order to make it okay? So I promised you that I would also share with you my five steps to business freedom. And I'm going to do that in a minute. First of all, though, I wanted to just reach out and 
thank Robert Cellino and Rebecca Hall Greater and the team at Voice America, especially on the business channel. Um, they've been absolutely marvellous to work with. Robert has been my executive producer and has been just such a wealth of information, encouragement and inspiration. Just, you know, he would educate me, he would help me change my mindset to be able to see that, in fact, I was now a uh, radio producer, that I did produce a show and the value that I was bringing to people and so that I could show up powerfully and be able to mention that to people when I would meet them at networking events. And so that's just a big shout out, Robert, to thank you so much for all that you've done for me over this past two years. It's been absolutely amazing and I truly appreciate it. And we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Rebecca Hall Greater. Uh, I answered a speaker talent search that Rebecca was holding and I had planned to be able to go from Australia to America to be able to audition in person. Anyway, circumstances prevailed and I didn't quite get there in person and Rebecca allowed me to submit a video. So I was fortunate in that they loved the video. It was only a seven-minute video and then I was able to, or I was invited then to become a host on the Voice America radio um, business network and I can tell you the first couple of times I was as nervous as nervous you, know, you can imagine I've got buttons and things on the computer I've got different bits of information across my screen working it out talking with the guest and the team there have just been absolutely wonderful again mentoring educating and supporting and uh, thank you Rebecca and thank you the team because without you we wouldn't have been here and so many people would not have been able to access the information that we've brought for over a hundred guests now which is just amazing to me absolutely amazing and if it wasn't for this I wouldn't have gotten to meet some of the guests that we've actually interviewed and I was talking before about how it's our network and then the network of the people that are in our network I can remember we were in New York City and uh, one of the ladies in my network is just an awesome lady by the name of Karen Jacobson and Karen is the GPS girl and she's also Aussie Siri and Karen was so gracious I was introduced to her through Lou Heckler who's also in the National Speakers Association and I just love Lou and his wife John Ellen anyway we were coming to New York and I said you know do you know anybody particularly Aussies that are living in New York and so Lou put me in touch with Karen and Karen was so gracious her and her husband and her son hosted afternoon tea for us one time in her apartment and of course we've just kept in touch over the years and then when I was back in New York I interviewed Karen for our TV show and Karen said do you want other guests for your show and I said of course especially as we were there in person that we could do it and so then through Karen's network, through the National Speakers Association, she was able to introduce me to the amazing Sonia Sartre. And Sonia interviewed around how to motorise yourself. And she's right into fitness and also the personal development and mindset that comes with it. And so that was amazing. And also to Jeff Hazlett. And Jeff, of course, is one of the founders of the C-Suite Network. And then from there, we were invited to become members of the C-Suite Executive uh, advisories so that was fantastic 
as well as a number of other people that I was able to interview on the radio but didn't actually get to meet. And one of those ladies was uh, a Lenny, and uh, she was amazing talking about how to show up powerfully and use your voice and your body energy to present really powerfully. And so, you know, it's just been absolutely amazing. And I mentioned that I would tell you about my five steps to business freedom. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of background on this. About 12 years ago, I started my own business called Dalton Business Systems. And that came about because a friend of mine is a lawyer and all she wanted was to document her procedures so that she was able to pass um, an internal audit from the Law Society. Anyway, in the process of her telling me what she did, I asked her, how come you did it this way and how come that way? And we were able to change some of the things that she did, which in effect gave her an extra day a month. And I just loved it. I went from my day job to working with her of an evening and I would go home and I was so energised and so charged up because I was finding out about another industry and seeing how things worked and I was able to help improve her systems that very first night she went home and she rang me up and she said, I'm bereft. And I said, what do you mean you're bereft? And she said, I've got nothing to do. And when we'd started that day, I kid you not, she had five foolscap pages of to-dos, you know, all of these things on her to-do list. And systematically we went through and we worked out a time when she could be able to do them so that she actually didn't have anything that she had to do that night. And so that really then started me thinking about how can I help business owners to create this ideal business lifestyle where they're not working 24 hours a day, seven days a week or thinking about the business. And so from there, I started working with businesses and I would walk into their um, premises and I would have like a little exercise book and I would just start taking notes and asking questions. And, and you know, if I'm honest and truthful with you, I really didn't have a clue what I was doing. I would just turn up and start looking around and they would start showing me their operations and I'd ask a few questions here and there. And somehow or other, it all seemed to come together. I don't know, something happened in my brain that I was able to to put like a... a, a I describe it like a jigsaw puzzle. So imagine that you've got all of the pieces turned over and they're in no particular order. And then you might pick them up and have a look at it and you might find some blue and you think, all right, well, that could be water or it could be uh, some sky. And then you'll see your corner bits. Well, that's what it was like working for me in the businesses where I'd be picking up these jigsaw pieces and then I'd find a way to put them together. And then over the years, I found that I'd developed what I call now my five steps to business freedom. And so that was coming up with a little process that I found I was doing over and over and over again. And then I would be teaching people, you know, in my online programs or when I was speaking and just showing people how to do it. So you can do this yourself or you can engage somebody like myself to come in and do it for you. And you can also actually get a copy of my uh, book called The Five Steps to Business Freedom. If you go onto my website, shirleydalton.com, and you'll get a copy of the book and you'll also sign up for my weekly thoughts. And, and that's something that I'm very, very proud of. I haven't missed a week in eight years. Well, coming up to eight years in a, in a couple of weeks. And so that sometimes has been a real challenge. So amazing, I think, anyway. And that's a weekly dose of inspiration, education and support. So if you've liked the radio show, then please go and sign up at shirleydalton.com. 
Anyway, five steps to business freedom. So initially I put the first step as the fifth step. So what would happen is I would go into a company and work with the owner. And we're talking like smaller businesses because larger businesses generally have somebody who can do the systems for them. And I would be working with them facilitating, how do you like to do it and how do you like to do it and will you send an email or is it a face-to-face -face meeting? Because I don't go in and tell people, well, this is how you're going to do something because, I mean, really, what do I know? And say, for example, I go in and tell you, well, you have to use your phone and your computer for all of your diary appointments from now on and you're a person who, like me, actually likes to use the old-fashioned way and write it in a physical diary. So that wouldn't work. And so I don't tell you what to do, but what I do is I ask and I facilitate, how do you like to do it and how do you like to do it? And then we would come up with a system. And what I found was that once we came up with the system and I'd basically finished the project and then I would walk away, I found that the systems didn't last. They fell over. And I scratched my head and think, well, how come? And then what I realised was that the owners and the managers didn't know how to lead and manage people. And so through all of the experience that I've gained and all of the training that I've done, I then started executive coaching with them, giving them some leadership skills, some communication skills, and above all, being able to have those conversations to hold people accountable. Because now they weren't following the system, even though they'd paid good money to get these systems in place. And so that was something that was really challenging for people. And then, of course, I went on and did, my, did further leadership training and started offering public leadership programs. So my services, if you like, became people, processes and possibilities. Well, the fifth step that became the first step was then the, making the decision. And so what I found was that afterwards, now I would expect people to go on and make a decision and commit to growing themselves and growing their people, but really that's the first decision. So you need to make that decision. That's step one. Make the decision and commit that you're going to work on yourself and you're going to work on your business and work on your systems. Because we have a program, a leadership program, that's called Leading Yourself and Leading Others. And that's the first critical point, is that you need to be able to lead yourself if you're going to lead other people. And in order to lead yourself, you need to be aware of yourself and what your strengths and weaknesses are and what gets in your way. So the second step is I would find myself developing a workflow diagram for people in their business. And there's four questions that I ask with that. So you might like to write these down. Starts with who, does what, and when, and why. Who, does what, and when, and why. And so I always just start with a diamond, even though uh, in engineering terms and diagrams, it's not technically correct. A, di a diamond means a decision. I just like it. And so I will start my workflow diagram with that. And in that, we will have advertising and marketing. And if you think about your business, there's a system in that, that you will have a system, or if you're not getting great results in your business, then you probably haven't got a good system in place. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that with what we found with the video marketing in a little bit anyway so that would be a system and we can document that and then that system then advertising and marketing leads to an initial inquiry and then think about your business what happens at that initial inquiry 
is it a phone call? Is it a computer-generated inquiry form? Is it an email? Or do you have a, a premises where people can walk in? And so then, depending on how you get the inquiry, do you have a telephone script or, or a, a talking script and an inquiry form that helps you to uncover the information that you need to know in order to help or to refer the person who's coming to your business? So I can remember one company that I worked with was a um, company that provided kitchens for people. And so we would call it what we called the the showroom dance and so people would come in and they'd be interested in getting a kitchen and then as we danced them around the showroom and showed them the various kitchens that were on offer we would be asking them the questions you know how big is it what do you want what sort of drawers do you want how many cupboards etc and so we were able to fill that in on an inquiry form so you think about your business what's the critical information that you need to know in order to be able to assist a client or if you can't assist them, then to refer them on. And then make that into a series of questions on a telephone script or an inquiry script so that then you're capturing everything. And what I found was that the owners and managers of the businesses, you know all the things that you need to find out from people and you know why you ask particular questions. But what I found is that the difficult thing for you is actually unpacking that information. And that's where somebody like me comes in. I can unpack that information really quickly for you. And the way that our brains work, you'll tell me step four, five, nine, one, two. And I'll be thinking to myself, hang on a minute, where's step three? And because I'm able to put that together. And so coming back to our workflow diagram here, what we're actually doing then is we're putting down what happens in order. So you get your initial inquiry and then what happens? Do you go and give a quote? Do you go out on site? Do you have a measure up? You know, what happens next? Um, and then what happens? And then what happens? And then as you're starting to put these like in little boxes or even if you're just recording it in words, then put a box around it and put it in a different colour according to the role. So it's not Mary's job or Joe's job or Fred's job. It's the role that Mary or Joe or Fred are, are performing when they're doing that task. So, for example, you might have reception in your business or admin and then it might move on to a salesperson and then from a salesperson, it might move on to an estimator who prepares the quote. And then it might go back to the salesperson to present the quote to the customer. And then it might go on to manufacturing if you need to be making something. So change the colour of the what according to the who, as in the role. And the reason for that is then because we're going to take all of those roles and put them into the third step which is developing what we call a functional organisation chart. And so then we look at the roles that we need in order to succeed in the business. And then from there, the fourth step is to create what I call key performance and key behaviour indicators. And these are actually much better than what we call a job description because a job description is written to attract somebody to the job and it gives them like a high-level impression of what they're responsible for within the job whereas the key performance indicator 
It's the outcome that you want for the job. It's the reason that the job exists. And then the key behaviour indicators or KBIs, they're the behaviour or the task that someone has to do. And here's the, the crucial part, to what standard? So you might write down that they have to answer the phone within three rings. There's the standard. So if they're answering it in six or seven rings, then is it because they're what um, we say is unable or unwilling? As in, have they not been trained well enough or have you not instructed them well enough or are they just unwilling to do it? Or is it a system problem where they just physically have so many phone calls that they can't get to them within three rings? So once you've got these KPIs and KBIs, it makes it really easy for you to supervise your staff. And they like it because they know exactly what they have to do to what standard to perform in the role. So as long as you've trained and educated them, then they just want to be left alone and get on with the work. And because you've got the standards, you can tell whether they're actually doing the work to the standard that you want. Now, here's a little side note. None of this subjective stuff when you're doing a performance review that says, oh, you get an A plus or you get a D minus or you, no, none of that. It's competency. Here's the standard for the job or the, the task or the role. And they either do it or they don't. And if they don't do it, is it because they're unable or unwilling? That's, that's what we want. You want people to go to work, perform in their role, and you've got your minimum standards. And so you don't need to have an A plus, a B minus, or I'll give you an eight out of 10 or whatever. No, it's simply they either do or do not. And if they do not, then why not? You look into that. So that's our four steps so far. One was making the decision and the commitment to, to do it. The second one was developing your workflow diagram, which says who does what and when and why. And then the third step was to take the coloured roles and create your functional organisation chart. And then the fourth role was to create your KPIs and KBIs for each of those roles. And then the fifth step is to actually create your procedures. And if you look back on your workflow diagram, you'll see that you've actually given yourself a table of contents. Like it couldn't be easier because you now look at every what that you've written down and for every what you have to be able to say how. And again, in the how gives you the standards. So that's really easy. And that's what I do when I go into a company with them. And I can do it over the computer as well. I don't have to be there in person. I've got lots of clients all around the world where we'll get on to Zoom or a Skype. I prefer Zoom because I can record it. And then I'm actually creating it and asking the questions as we work across, across the world on the computer. So it's really easy for me. <laughs> but what I've found is that the thing for people is that you know what you do and you know why you do it. You just find difficult to actually unpack it. And that's where somebody like me comes in. So that's the five steps to business freedom. You can download a copy of my book, by going to shirleydalton.com, sign up for the weekly thoughts and you'll get the book as well. Okay, well, we're just going to have a quick break. And then when I come back, what I'm going to do is to share with you some of the marketing tips that we've learned through the radio and the TV show and through a new service that we're offering now called the Marketing Video Agency. And then we'll wrap it all up and put it together. So stay with us and we'll be right back. 
Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your ideal business lifestyle do you want to get the media to notice you your brand or your business just Todd says it's easier than you think he should know he set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours 112 different radio stations he can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers in fact he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Thanks for your company while we've been recording and interviewing people for Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm excited to invite you to come and still join with me every week at BusinessLife.tv. That's www.BusinessLife.tv very same very similar concept to what we've been doing with reclaim your freedom still helping business owners leaders managers and entrepreneurs to create their ideal business lifestyle so come and see us on the tv on rhg media and voice america tv on the business channel i look forward to your company every week every tuesday U.S. Pacific Time, there's a new episode, a new guest, and something to help you to continue to create your ideal business lifestyle, and that's businesslife.tv. I look forward to your company. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, how did you go with those five steps to business freedom? Is that something that you think that you could implement within your business or at least start to think about in terms of your processes and then making it easy for people to be able to perform to the standard that you want them to perform. Uh, I'm, I'm trusting that that's the case. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about marketing and over the last couple of years we've had a lot of guests on that have been talking about marketing. It's been really interesting to me to see the different take on it that some of our guests have had. For example, we spoke with Christy Cook, who has the four pillars of genius. And I love the way that Christy looks at marketing because she looks at it from a different point of view. She looks at it from you first. And I remember actually completing Christy's program and it was just such a great program in self-awareness because what we had to do was to work out the things that we could not not be. I'll say that again, the things that we could not not be. And so these are what she calls our pillars of genius. And if we can then weave them into the magic of our marketing, what we'll do is we'll attract our ideal client on a scale that they're either very similar to us or they're very different to us 
and that's why they need us. And you get to choose that, which is just fabulous. And so for mine, it was learn, learn, learn and teach, teach, teach. I can't help myself. I'm always learning and I'm always teaching. And another one for me is don't tell me. Now, growing up, you couldn't tell me anything, particularly in my family. If my mother said do it this way, I was guaranteed I was going to do it a different way. <laughs> so I take that now into my business, particularly into my consulting business. And I won't tell you how to run your business because you're the expert on that. I'll rather ask you questions and facilitate and then I'll share with you what I've learned so that I'm teaching and educating you along the way. And the other one is systems will set you free. You know, ever since I was a little kid, I've just had this bent for systems. In fact, I was telling somebody one time that as a little kid, I would pack what we called in those days a port, which is like a suitcase. We didn't have the backpacks then. And, and I would pack it and I would put in order of the subjects that I was going to study that day. So the last subjects were on the bottom of the suitcase and then the first ones on the top. And once those lessons had been finished, I would rotate them. And as I was telling somebody, they started to laugh and they said, oh, what kid does that? <laughs> like that's just nuts. And so there's always been this thing of systems for me. But the systems is what actually sets you free because it allows you to be spontaneous. If you've got a cupboard full of food, you can have whatever you want to eat. Or if people come over, you've got food you can share with them. If you've got your closet or your wardrobe full of clothes that have been washed and pressed, if somebody asks you out, you can go. You can go sailing in a pair of shorts or you can go out for dinner in a nice evening gown or something like that. So you're ready. You can say yes because the systems are there, the foundation, and I find that with the business. And so I love the way that um, Christy comes up with the pillars of genius you know, it is really fascinating stuff. And if you have a look at some of my website, you'll see some of her work reflected there in how I work with people, which then either attracts people or they keep walking and they go, no, thanks, that's not for me. And that's a good thing, you know, that in business that we want to attract the right type of customers rather than having a customer who's not exactly a fit for us and then we've got all sorts of problems. We also talked with uh, Holly Martin, who talked about branding for small business. And we talked with Simone Novello, who talked about business partnerships and never having to sell again. And in fact, the partnerships that Simone helps you to create actually become your referrers, which is absolutely ingenious. We talked to Tracy Repchuk about reaching millions with your message, particularly with your online marketing. We talked with Robin Henderson about having a game plan. Alex Mondosian about being a citizen reporter. So actually becoming like me, the interviewer, so that then you're placing yourself in that position of authority and expertise. Paul Omani talked about digital online marketing. And Irene Scott, of course, was how to generate more leads. You know, and um, of course, Helena Holrick, again in England, uh, and again, I met through another network. This person introduced me to Helena. Fascinating stuff. She talks about influencing people through investigating the four intentions. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode because she's got some real hands-on information and tips that you can use and uh, really fascinating stuff. 
Anyway, I'm just looking at the time here and wow, doesn't it go fast? <laughs> I used to think it went fast when I had guests on the show, but it's going just as fast for me now. All right, so let me share a little bit about using video to market and what I found with marketing and coming up with your irresistible messaging. If you use video to market your business, you will grow 49% faster than somebody who doesn't. Now, that's really incredible. And in fact, recently we did a Facebook campaign for one of our powerful marketing video events where we help people to create some infomercials where I'm actually interviewing them. And what we found was on these Facebook ads where we had video, we had an engagement rate on the percentage of reach. So we're talking percentages here, not numbers, 49% engagement. Whereas when we had a Facebook post that just had a picture or a graphic on it, two and a half percent engagement. Like that's amazing. Two and a half percent compared to 49%. If you use video in your emails, you'll get a two to 300% higher click through rate. So it's a no brainer. You do need to be using video to market your business these days. But what is it that people are looking for? People are looking to get to know you, know, like, and trust. And so if you think about a picture presenting a thousand words, then video, one minute of video is worth around about two million words. And if you work that out in terms of how long we speak, that's about four and a half years worth of talking to your best friend for an hour a week. Now that's getting to know you in a really quick time. So here you are, you've got a video, what we call a personal branding video, which talks about the pain points of your client, talks about you and your credibility, and then what you can do to help people relieve their pain. You can do that within one to five minutes. And then you want to put that on your LinkedIn, you want to put it on your social media, and of course you want it on your website because now it's there representing you as you are authentically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So people get to know, like, and trust you really, really quickly. And again, if they don't resonate with you, that's fine because we don't want the clients that we don't find we're a good match for. So that's a couple of things about marketing. And the other thing with video and the other thing is with marketing is I just want you to think about a marketing calendar. And if you think about retail, if I mention each month of the year, I'm sure you'll be able to come up with a theme. So for January, what's the theme there? There's a couple. Of course, there's New Year's. And if you're in Australia, we have Australia Day. What about in February? Now, this is not for every country, but for a lot of countries, we've got Valentine's Day. In March, we've got St. Patrick's Day. And in March, April, depending on the climate and the cycle, we've got Easter. In May, in Australia and a couple of other countries, we have Mother's Day. And so you can go through each of the months and find that there's a theme and you'll find that the retailers actually prepare their marketing almost 12 months in advance. And so the trick here for you is to develop a marketing calendar for yourself and then work out what you're going to do for each of the months, what theme you're going to have, and then create your posts, your videos, your blogs around that theme. And then it's easy. 
you don't have to come up with it on the spur of the moment. And in fact, John Asaraf said to me one day, he said, Shirley, if you do ad hoc marketing, you'll get ad hoc results. And I can tell you from experience, that's absolutely true. So that's just a couple of things there. So, wow, as I finish off today, and this is our final episode in the Reclaim Your Freedom show for Voice America Business and for our podcast, going back to how I got started, and that was I took a chance. I put in a video on the speaker talent search, and I was fortunate enough that people liked it, and then I was offered the role with Voice America. And so what I really want you to take away from that is that take a chance, have faith, and to know that the only way to learn and to get better is actually by doing something. So you're never going to get better if you're thinking about it and think, oh, when I, when I know more, I'll be able to do it. No, my encouragement is just get started. Whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, then I encourage you just go and jump in because you'll, you'll either change it or find out it's not for you or you'll get better at it. And, you know, we've been doing that with our marketing video agency. We've, we started and from each one of those powerful marketing events that we've been doing, we've been learning and tweaking it and it's been evolving. In fact, my whole business, as I look on it for the past 12 years, has evolved the people that I've interviewed on the radio show has evolved. Everything evolves. So I really want to thank you. Thank you so much for joining me over the past couple of years. The um, episodes will be around. They're on our website, shirleydalton.com, and I believe they'll be in the archives for a while on Voice America Business Channel. And just without you, I wouldn't show up every week for the last couple of years. I wouldn't have taken the time to go and find a guest to bring you the expertise to help you to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.